Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, grow you as a disciple, and help you serve His purpose. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Great to see you all today. John 17. Verse 20 in the message translation, it's Jesus speaking. And he says this, I am praying not only for them, that was his disciples, but also for those who will believe in me because of them and their witness about me. How good is that? The goal is for all of them to become one heart and mind, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, so they might be one heart and mind with us. Then the world might believe that you, in fact, sent me. Father, I'm thanking you right now for your word. It is your word that is powerful. It is your word that is alive. It is your word that we need. It is your word, God. And I pray that as I speak, that it would be your words and that you would change us in Jesus' name. Amen. We're in week two of our United series. This series is based out of that passage of scripture I just read, which is a fabulous passage of of scripture. John 17 is part of what is known as the farewell discourse in the Gospel of John. And it's so rich. It's, it's chapter 14 to 17. And it's all in red, which means, take note, Jesus speaking. This is Jesus speaking. If you're wondering what Jesus is saying, it's in red in the Bible. And... It's, it's a record of what Jesus said to his disciples after the Last Supper, before his crucifixion. So it was the last things he wanted to leave with them. It was his final instructions, his final warnings, and his final prayer, which is pretty important, I'd say. And that scripture I read out is part of Jesus' final prayer, and what is he praying He said, I'm not just praying for the disciples, for these people who are sitting here with me. I'm also praying for those who will believe in me because of their witness. And you and I are here really as part of that prayer. Jesus was praying for us. Because of the witness of the disciples and the word of God and and whoever actually witnessed to you to get you into this relationship with Jesus, that was part of the prayer that Jesus prayed. But not only that, it's also Jesus was praying for the people who aren't even here yet, the people who you're praying for, the people who you love, the people who you want to see come to know Christ. Jesus was praying for them right back there. And I think that is awesome, don't you? It is so good. The goal, Jesus said, is for all of them, for us, to become one heart and mind, 
just like Jesus and the Father are one heart and mind. And then he, he goes on to say that that one heart and mindness, it's not a word, but I'm making up a word, the unity that we have, the united, when we're united, it's an indicator to people who don't know Jesus that he is real. So united is not just a great word, it's actually a great message to the world that we know him. The heart of this series is that as we are united together at C3 Watson, we are better able to reach our community with the life-changing message of Jesus Christ. Our unity is a sign. It says it in verse 23, Jesus says, I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Our unity will help them know that God loves them. Wow. You know that first and foremost, here at C3 Watson, we are here to reach people for Jesus. You know that? It's not all we do, but it's first and foremost what we do. If you've ever wondered what our vision is, you don't have to wonder anymore. When you walk into the foyer, all you have to do is lift your eyes. The harvest, no. Lift your eyes. Connect. It's on the, it's on the wall. That's why I'm saying that. <laughs> Connect to Jesus. Grow as a disciple. Serve his purpose. And last week, Paul talked a lot about grow as a disciple. This week, I'm talking about connect to Jesus. Because connect is not about connect groups. We have groups. It's not about you coming to church to connect with your friends, even though that is great. It's not about fellowship or just connection. Connect is all about the Great Commission. It's all about Matthew 28, which says, make disciples. That's what connect is about. Connect to Jesus. And we can do that together, united, as a church, and we do it individually. But even when we're doing it individually, we can still be united together. We can still support each other. We can still pray for each other. We can pr I can pray for the people that you want to see come to Christ. And I will, if you write down their names and put them on a prayer card. I promise you I will. United. You don't have to be the person sharing. You can be the person cheering and supporting because together we do achieve more. And we can be united as we do this corporately. And we do. We do it through our groups. We do it through our youth. We do it through our young adults. We do it through our church services. We do it through our beyond ministries. Do you know that we have a great beyond ministry in this church? Some of you know that. Some of you may not know that. We go into primary school, a primary school, Christian education, and we tell them about Jesus. We've just given some money to help get Christian education into high schools in Canberra. Who thinks that's a great idea? Yes, we've just sowed into that. 
We had 90 hampers last at Christmas that we distributed through our connections in this community. We support International Justice Mission, which reduces child, uh, child sex trafficking. We have a women's refuge that we go to once a month, and, and our, our ladies go and sit with the other ladies, and they feed them, and they talk, and, and in their talking and their sharing, they give us prayer requests, and we pray for those prayer requests, and then they invite them to church, and they've been at church. It's beautiful. Just yesterday, we're part of a, a ministry called Rahab, which ministers to, into the brothels in our city, in Fishwick and Mitchell. And just yesterday, we had team in, in Mitchell reaching out in that place. Red Frogs, the universities. I mean, my, my goodness, if there's any time when... People walk away from God, it is that age group. It's that university age group. And so we, need, we want to be in there to, to say, don't lose your faith, young adult. Hold on to your faith, young adult. I know you're hearing and you're deconstructing a thousand things, but don't deconstruct Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Watson Friends, we reach out to a local um, block of units in our area. We're going to plant a church in Kingston one day. So that's also good. But look, even if you aren't in our Beyond team, you're part of the success as, of Beyond. As you serve alongside this ministry in, other ministry, in other ministries in our church, as you give into the church, you're supporting. Together, united, we are connecting people to Jesus. And that's why we're here. Today I'm talking about two things that will help us, I believe, do this. The first thing is our personal testimony. Now, I'm not sure if you ever find this, but I find this. I find that it can be intimidating telling people about Jesus. Anyone? Just me and Amanda. The rest of you are fine. It can be intimidating. Because it feels like, I'm a feeler, it feels like it's okay to believe anything and everything in this world except that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And if you, don't, if, if, if you believe that, there's a problem. But if you believe anything else, it's all good. That's because it is the way, the truth, and the life. <laughs> 1 Peter 3 says this, but even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Great passage of scripture. I need to keep reading that scripture. Something that is so important to remember when we talk about connecting people to Jesus is what this verse says. It tells us we should always be ready to explain why we have hope 
as a believer. Why we're a believer. Why we are a believer. Our personal testimony. Why are you a believer? Because people... They can shoot down your arguments. They can shoot down your theology. They can, they can disregard your opinions, but they cannot take your personal testimony from you because it's yours, because it's real, because it's your experience. They can't take that away. You know, when I was a teenager in high school, I found it really, really hard. Like if anyone asked me, oh, you go to church, you follow Jesus, but I've spent time getting together my personal testimony why, what has Jesus done in my life what is it that he has done in your life Do, have you ever sat down and worked it out because that scripture in Peter says always be ready always be ready when someone asks you what will you say are you ready? Have you ever sat down and written it down and prayed over and said, God, show me, give me the words to say? That's your homework. Spend some time writing it down so that when someone asks you why, because they will, you have something to say. But remember this, Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of this good news. What is it? It's good news. It's good news. It's the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. This gospel is good news. It's not bad news. Who doesn't want to receive good news? I love receiving good news. How do you feel when you receive good news? Great. How do you feel when you get to give good news? Great. Start thinking like that. I've got good news. I've got, I've got something good to tell them. I've got something good to tell them what Jesus did in my life. Because that will change the way you speak. And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready. That sentence, I take two things from that sentence. Firstly... We should be prepared, which we've talked about. And secondly, if someone asks you, if they ask you, which means we're not shoving it down their throats. We're not shoving it at someone who isn't interested because they're probably not ready, you know? We have a lemon tree that, it's taken, my goodness, 15 years. And now I'm getting lemons. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And they're, you know, they're green. And every, every day I go down and they turn yellow. They're ready. They're ready for me to take inside and squash and squeeze and that thing that I can't remember what you do with the zest, zest. Sounds like zest. Yes, zest. Make things. What I'm trying to say here is, if they're not interested in a very long way, if they're not interested, they're probably not ready. If they ask you, they're ready. 
And that's when you can tell them what's going on, what Jesus has done. The Bible's really practical, right? So practical. I mean, the other thing to think about is they may be more interested if we're acting like a Christian. You know, if we're loving, kind, generous, all of those things that we are all the time, right? We are. That's us. The the scripture goes on to say, but do this in a gentle and respectful way. Gentle, respectful. Gentle, respectful. Okay, so that's the first thing, your personal testimony. The second thing is there is a fight, but we fight in prayer. When it comes to sharing our faith, we do need to fight, but we fight in prayer. We have to fight the right enemy. Anyone seen Rocky? I found out in the first service there are about six of them. I think I tuned out after number two. But anyway, just imagine Rocky. He's in the dressing room. He's a fighter. Anyone who's not seen Rocky, it's a story about a boxer. Yeah, that's it. Someone sing the theme song. And he's got his dressing gown on, silk thing. He walks out. He's walking up to the boxing ring. His enemies, And then all of a sudden, he turns to the side and he starts punching everyone that's waiting to watch the fight. He's punching them. He's hitting into them. And the enemy's going, what are you doing? I'm up here. We can be like that when we're sharing our faith. We start punching into the people who we're... <laughs> who we're not supposed to be punching into because the enemy is up there in the boxing ring. We have to fight in the right space, fight in in the place of prayer, not people. It is not people. You are not fighting people. You're definitely not fighting people. If you think you're fighting people, you're fighting in the wrong space. We can get distracted, intimidated, fearful. That person at work who makes fun of you for going to church. That person who wants to take your confidence when they find out what you believe. (sighs) What on earth do you believe that for? Are you fighting a person when you should be fighting in prayer? In fact... There's no no fight because the Bible says when it comes to the gospel, the Bible tells us that it's peace we put on. It's peace. It's not a fight. It's peace. It's not trying to win an argument. It's not one-upmanship. It's peace. Verse 15 of Ephesians 6 says, for shoes, and who knows shoes are important, shoes put on peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. Put on peace. What do your peace shoes look like? They're not up for a fight, I tell you. When we go into the women's refuge, we don't go in there trying to, you know, well, you guys should just... We don't. We go in there with love. We go in there with kindness and generosity. We go in there with listening ears. 
Verse 2 of Ephesians 6 says, We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty power in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. If you want to fight, fight in prayer. Fight in prayer, because that's where the power is. Come to one of our weekly prayer meetings and fight in that place of prayer. Fill out the names of the people who you are praying for to come to Christ on a prayer card and we will pray. We will fight in prayer for you. We will continue to fight in prayer. Why don't you come and join us as we pray for those people? It is powerful. It is powerful. Don't give up. I am praying for people who I've been praying for for a very, 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 very long time. But my job is not, my job is to not grow weary in doing good. My job is not to change them. It's not to give them the revelation of who God is. That's the Holy Spirit's job. It's not to decide what the time is for them to come to know him. That's God's job because time is in his hands. It's not in my hands. I wish it was because I'd do it all very differently, I promise. But it's not my... My job is to be faithful with what he says, what he tells me to do. That's our job. Last year, leading into our Christmas party, you, you, you wrote down people that you were going to invite, didn't we? We did all that and we prayed over them, over their names. Let's write these people on our prayer cards and let's keep praying. Let's keep praying together for those people. They're your people. They're the people that Jesus was praying for in John 17. Way, way back, all those years ago, he was praying for them. He was praying for us. So that's one thing that you can take away today. Write those names down. And secondly, spend some time getting your personal story, your personal testimony ready because someone is going to ask you about your hope as a believer. They're going to say, what is it about you? And you'll be ready. Amen. You this morning haven't taken that step. If you've not, if you've not given your life to Jesus, if you've not invited Him to be part of your life, then I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. And we're going to pray a prayer together. It's your prayer. It's a personal prayer, but we're going to pray it with you. United together, we want to pray it with you. If you've not done it before, but you'd like to do it, please pray with me right now. Dear Jesus, thank you for sending, thank you for coming to earth and dying for my sin. Forgive me. I ask you to come into my life. Help me to follow you. For the rest of my days. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.
find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.